All right, guys, I want to welcome you to the Kayak Fishing Raw podcast, and we're sitting here with Jamie Bunn, owner of Blue Water Movements. Jamie, let me reach over, shake your hand. Joe, Thanks for pleasure. coming in. Pleasure. And we got, <laughs> we got Freddie York here, back, back from Africa. So I'm on my way to the softball game, so I'm looking sporty. Yeah, you look nice. really yeah, sporty. Yeah. yeah, so Jamie, listen, man. <laughs> I love it. I really appreciate you coming on, and uh, it's an honor. I've looked up to you for a while. A lot of pleasure the kayak guys know that. So uh, why don't we just start off with, like, how did you get started what got you into this and what you know how did you build this thing into literally a powerhouse tournament um the best way i could describe it is no plan i mean there yeah. was there was no business plan i was i was a young kid that uh, was just diehard passionate about fishing um i got to experience my my fir- first uh tournament in early high school freshman year Met some guys who were really good at what they do, right? And uh, showed me the ropes. We put a team together and just fell in love with the experience of, of fishing competitive tournaments. And so that's that's kind of where the passion started, right? Um, and over time, of course, uh, my parents kicked me out the door and said, "You may love fishing, but you're still going to college." Right. Which Thank you, Mom and Dad. I'm still glad they sent me uh, to the University of Florida, Go Gators. But um, okay. <laughs> yeah, hey, just listen, I, I, it'll be interesting to see how that uh, this yeah. uh, this bowl it's, game stuff wraps up. But uh, you never know. they're having another great season. Yeah, they're good. Um, so anyhow, um, yeah. Um, so fast forward to college, back home one summer, um, trying to make a few bucks to take back to me, back with me to college. Right. Walked in a tackle shop, took a part-time job and, uh, it was a new store. Guy was looking for business. I said, well, why don't you let me put together a, a tournament for you? Hmm. And that was 23 years ago. God, um, almost nice. to this day. Uh, the first tournament that we ever ran was called the tackle depot fishing tournament. Um, it is now the saltwater slam, which is the second mm-hmm. leg of our summer series. Right. And uh, just started it there for them. Uh, first event, 57 boats in the door of that tackle shop. We were taking cash and coolers, you know, processing everything through, you know, pen and paper. Had no idea what we were doing. Wow. I had a couple of people that were standing in line to fish the <laughs> tournament who today are now the godparents to both of our kids, my wife. And um, guy Ronnie Mitchum said, look like you guys could probably use a little help. I thought no, somebody would never ask, man. Right, right. So they jumped in, got right involved at that first tournament. They're still on our committee to this day. Wow. And 23 years later, we have six events a year, two series. You're familiar with them. The, of course. The, the, the Quest for the Crest Sailfish Series and nice. the Pompano Beach Saltwater Circuit, which is our three-leg summer series. Wow. It's been a ride, man. That's crazy, man. I mean, it's just awesome, yeah. you know, to see, like, what you've built and starting off in a tackle shop. I mean, it's unbelievable, you know, just – you know, I think it goes back in not trying to sound cheesy and all that kind sure. of stuff, but I, I think it goes back to, you know, the American dream and and believing in something that you're passionate about. And right. I think, I mean, you have to have discipline. You've got to have, uh, you know, I think there's certain important criteria that has to fall into place for anything to be successful, right? Right. But I think just that a lot of that comes and you figure that out along the way, mm-hmm. you know, because of something you're passionate about. Sure. Of course. And don't get me wrong. I mean, it's, it's, you know, there's been plenty of ups and downs and, you know, I have a, you know, a staff of event coordinators now and I've got a, an amazing uh, team of co- volunteer committee members. And without, without question, I think we are a fantastically well-oiled machine, but even all that being said, um, there has been a lot of trials and tribulation to, to figure, get there, to, to figure out how to get there. And you know, as well as I do, of course, um, not for nothing, but most people that come to these events, 
they they just don't see that side of it. Of course, you know, they see the polished finished piece and really don't have any concept of all the blood, the sweat, the tears, the grinding of course. that it takes to put on these first class events for them. And, and congratulations to you because Thank you. while I haven't fished in a kayak tournament, as I've already said before, um, I've heard nothing but great things about what you're doing. Thank you. And um, I, I take a lot of um, pride in, in hearing you say that, uh, you know, you've looked at our events and, oh. and, and looked up to some of the things that we've done and he basically, modeled after that. Yeah, has it like um, a shrine built to <laughs> Jamie Bunn at his house. I'm like, I got Jamie coming Everybody, on the podcast. Yeah. Yes. Like, man crushing like Hey, a man, well, you know man. what? Look at you guys here doing your thing, killing yeah. it with a podcast. Yeah, and, man. And, you know, cool, man. You're, never, you're never at a point where you can stop learning and getting better. And I'm sure, you know, just in these conversations we're having here and the things that you're doing with your events, there's plenty that I can learn from some of the cool stuff you guys have going on and always look forward to keep that, keep that relationship uh, and that communication open. Well, what's great is, you know, from the beginning, when I started fishing your events, uh, I told you before, I was fishing with Lance from Team Young Guns. And we fished uh, one of your slam events. And we actually... I think we won, right? We, that was uh, I think we got first or second. I think we got first, and we got the we got the uh, the KDW or the. Or sure, he's had some he's had some big moments. Was, yeah, were you with him the year that they won the CV when we gave it away for the big fish of the series, or was that a different year? That was a different one. I think we won with the we had the monster Wahoo mm-hmm. that finished it off, and we 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 uh-huh. got on top that yes. tournament. Okay, and uh, I'll never forget it because of two reasons. One uh, was. I went to the awards after the fact, and we saw, like, the stage. And when we won, they had the champagne showers and the big checks. And, you know, I haven't seen stuff like that to that level Mm because I fished a lot of events in New Jersey growing up. Sure, And the way that you put that event on and the level of competition and just the winnings and the feeling and the the girls in the bikinis and the checks and just the whole atmosphere, it just made winning – just better. You right. know what I mean? And it gave you a feeling of just, even if you didn't win, you had that feeling of excitement that uh, was something that I wanted to create in the kayak world. An experience. For, exactly. For, yeah, like, for your participants. Jeez Louise. And when you don't, when you don't win, if you're the guy who didn't win, you're looking at those guys like, oh, I want to be I want to be up there. Like, right. really bad. You sure. Know? So like, if there's no event, if it's just you walking up and here's your check, bro. Have yeah. a good day. Have like, a good right. day. See you later. Nobody out there gets excited about that, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And so. that that was, yeah, that was right when I, you know, when I saw that, I'm like, because I already had it in my mind, you know, we were wearing the extreme shirts and, you know, I already said, you know, I, w- I want to do this a different way. And then seeing that and just feeling that was uh, was a game changer for, I think, extreme kayak fishing in sure. general. And, uh, and kudos to you, man. I mean, just learning from that without even really talking to you yet. Right. It was, it was really cool to see. And then uh, the other thing I'll, I won't forget is uh, getting the lie detector test. <laughs> now, for you guys that don't know, so after we won, I got uh, polygraphed, and I remember you, I will never forget this, you called me like right before, and I'm so nervous, and I'm like, <laughs> I've never had this before. Sure. So I'm like shaking in my truck, and I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to get a polygraph, and I don't even know if I'll get my name right. Then I started YouTubing it and Googling it, made uh-huh. it 10 times worse. Oh, for sure. <laughs> I'm watching these videos. So it was like self-diagnosing oh, whatever your health issue God, is online. Man. And Forget about the, it. You'll be dead the next oh, day if yeah. you read all that stuff. I got like yeah. cold sweats and everything. And then I go in there 
and the guy is, you know, he's grilling me with it. And it's just like, he's, he's so direct and stern and I'm just like shaking and I'm like, oh my God, this is the, uh, scariest moment of my life. I hope I don't ruin it for Lance. Yeah. But, uh, we made it through, but it was just like, I'm like, oh my God, this is. And listen, we, we still do that to this day. And, and, and obviously the goal is not to intimidate anybody out of tournaments, but as you know, there's, there's plenty of time, effort, and money that's invested in these events. And Hey, if, if you're straightforward and you're honest about what you're doing and you're playing within the rules of the tournament, that's just one more layer that we make sure we're ensuring, you know, fair play, you know, the teams are abiding properly by the rules and regulations. And by and large, you know, as well as I do, we talked about the Pompano fishing community. And I think we have something that's so unique and special about the culture of Pompano Beach and fishing and the camaraderie and the relationships and just you can go to all these different parts of the country and, and, and when people talk about fishermen that come out of Pompano Beach, right. it's a special place because, I, you know, historically I couldn't go back and tell you where it started from, but just the caliber of fishermen that we've produced out of this inlet here mm-hmm. and I think how they have inspired the generations of fishermen behind them and the respect for that craft, right? It's just – it's one of those things where uh, – you know, we've had the the ability to watch people to continue to elevate themselves here in the city of Pompano over time, mm-hmm. and and just I think really make a great mark for our sport in general. It's a culture, you no know? question. I, I, I mean, look at me; I got kids following me around, yeah. signing autographs all over the place. Yeah, right. This guy <laughs> cannot catch away. fish for anything. It's unbelievable. He goes to South Africa and gets a what is it? A shark? A uh, Sand shark, <laughs> <laughs> but sand, sand sharks there are like a big deal. So okay, yeah, sure they are, like, Fred. No, I was the biggest one the guy ever caught. Yeah, right. And that was mine. Yeah, okay, American. But yeah, it's just it's, it's just like a culture, and uh, and I think you know when you when you think of Pompano Beach, obviously you think of your events, and that was another thing that I was like, you know, I want I want the kayak community to think the same thing. You know, sure. I want I want them to think Pompano Beach like. Two miles off the beach, you're getting sailfish, wahoo, tuna, the whole spiel. So, uh, again, I, just, it's incredible to see what these guys. I mean, you know, admittedly, I don't know a ton about the kayak world sure. in that particular space, but to see how that has progressed as a sport and what your anglers are going out and doing in these boats that they go out and do them yeah. in is like really mind boggling. <laughs> it's pretty crazy. And I'll tell you, um, and, and, and I would even be willing to throw it out there with whether it's summer tournament, you know, selfish tournament, you know, one of these teams, you know, teams that's winning your event. I got no problems throwing a free entry out there for them to even come, you know, play on the other side of the fence with us just from winning one of your events. They can come come over and fish the shootout or the slam or the showdown or whatever. I appreciate that. I have a um, I have a guy that comes from Jacksonville. He's actually a veteran. for the last two years, he has literally driven down, registered for our event in a kayak to fish the summer tournaments. Really? Um, I, I don't know the name offhand. He's never made it out the inlet. He's just <laughs> he's had some tough circumstances. He's had some boat issues. The, two years ago, it was pretty rough. He wasn't comfortable. So I'm still Dude. waiting for that moment wow. where we push somebody out our tournaments, which yeah. obviously are not kayak based, and they're competing in a kayak. I think that would be pretty fun. That's and awesome. epic. Are they required but, to launch from the inlet? Um, so he's he's basically just been coming, launching right at the boat ramp, and then he paddled. You know, he paddled to the inlet, and that's he's made it about as far as um, 
the Hillsborough Inlet Bridge so far. Wow. It's hard to get through. Oh, that it's, inlet's it's way easier yeah. at the beach. Right, right. It makes current. sense. Yeah. Yeah. It makes so much of, of but, a difference. Yeah, but we do, I mean, we do check out right there inside the inlet, but I understand what you're saying because of the current and everything else sure. as far could, as getting if in If he could just get, um, if he could check in with you guys there in, inside the inlet, but then launch his boat inside that little lagoon at, mm-hmm. the, at the park. Yeah, you know? that might be sure. easier for him. And then, then you really could, he could go through you know, the edge of the current. Mm-hmm. You're getting him hug. stoked. You know, he's going to yeah. do the next one there. Now. <laughs> I mean, I've done that I've a bunch of times, go up sure. the inlet, but you have to go, you have to hug that jetty on the, on the South side. And if it's, oh, if current, it's outgoing tide, it's easy. It's yeah, whatever. Exactly. It's incoming tide, tide. It's tough, but if he can get mm-hmm. in, in that inside the park, mm-hmm. You know, one of those boat docks. Well, like, I need to connect him with you guys anyway, yeah. just to yeah. make sure he knows about your yeah, events. Sure. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, I mean, I never yeah. knew that. So, I mean, that's it's, yeah. It's he's he's attempted twice. He didn't he didn't make it out the first year. So we actually we we gave him a credit and, and let him carry cool. his entry over to the that's second really year cool. because of his situation. Yeah, and then had another issue the second year. But uh, now what? You, now you guys weigh differently than I think we do. So like, what? Like, if you win the tournament, what did you weigh in? You know what I mean? Like, so our depending upon our series, if we're talking about like the summer series mm-hmm. where they're bringing meat fish to the scales, like right. your summer tournaments, um, the, they, they target five species of fish, which are dolphin, wahoo, kingfish, blackfin, tuna, and cobia. Mm-hmm. Um, we cap the the bag limit at ten fish per boat, and no more than four per species. So they can, you know, a boat can weigh up to four kings, you know, four tuna, mm-hmm. four, four wahoo, but no right. more than ten combined. Okay. And so we have um, we have prize category. I mean, we probably have well over sixty cash prize categories in each of those summer tournaments, um, and they will vary based on heaviest fish to you know aggregate weight. Right. To, biggest mahi. I've seen those. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Of each species. We have a couple of, of, of really fun categories that are actually they're Calcuttas that we created a while back, but rollover style calcuttas where See, the, that's like great. The, the kdw jackpot yeah um they got to catch kingfish dolphin wahoo to win that money right if they don't the prize money rolls over we've seen that pot hit almost a hundred thousand dollars for a two hundred dollar buy-in by the way um uh in the past the other similar version is called the pick three where we randomly draw three of the five species out of a container whatever those three are those are the three they have to catch that day. If they don't catch it, you know the money from that pot rolls, rolls over. over. And we've seen that you know approach sixty, seventy, eighty thousand. Oh man! Um, yeah. In fact, we had twice now. We've had two teams that have one that won the tournament and one that didn't won the tournament that won almost a hundred thousand dollars in those summer meat fish tournaments um, on not much more than about a thousand dollars in entry fees. Unbelievable! It's a pretty damn good ROI. Yes, uh, <laughs> just to go fishing. I know. I mean, not be, not on crazy. not on your level size money, but we've seen that starting to happen with ours, sure. where they'll they'll do a Calcutta and they'll actually win more than you know. We'll have a Kingfish Calcutta. Right. They'll win more money than the guy that won the tournament. Yeah, that, well, that and, that's, the and beauty, that's what makes it great. That's the beauty of some of these categories. I mean, we've the backbone of my event. My events have always been highly competitive, you know, and, and rewarding the people who perform at the highest level. That's just, that's how I, right. you know, was as a competitor growing up. It's, it's how I believe sports should be. You reward the people who are the best at what they do. Exactly. Um, and, uh, but at the same token, we want everybody to feel like they can come out and have a good time and hopefully aspire, as you touched on before, 
to see these these teams who are achieving great things, um, whether it's releasing sailfish or you know these meat fish tournaments, and kind of aspire to get better themselves. Right. But along the way, give them some opportunities to still have plenty of fun, whether it's non-pro divisions, you know, family divisions, small boat divisions, you know, obviously, as you touched on, throwing great parties so that the overall experience is still a fantastic time. But, you know, my philosophy has and always will be, you know, and it's been very gratifying for me to see how how well the talent level in these tournaments yeah. has progressed over the years. Yeah. It's probably as competitive I've, as I've ever seen it since I've been doing it, right. um, both on the meat fish and the sailfish side. Yeah. And that makes me kind of feel good because it's like, you know what? People have looked at these guys that are better than them. And some, you know, you'll always find people that'll make excuses and say, we can't compete. We're not going to get, you know, we're not going to throw money and give it away. I don't have the engines. Yeah. We we made a post yesterday on social media on Instagram and said, you know, there are those who say we can't compete. And there are others who say, watch me. And the post was a single engine charter boat out of Miami that had an all junior angler crew in our sailfish tournaments. Now our sailfish tournaments have some of the most talented bill fishermen around the world. Best of the best. What these guys can do is phenomenal. And I know because I've competed against them in the past. These kids went out on a 20 knot single screw charter boat out of government cut and almost won the whole tournament. They took a daily. They finished third overall. All teenagers. All teenagers, it's epic, with That's a crazy. with a captain, you know, running the boat for them. It's epic. Yeah, there's really no excuses. Uh, I, like Joe said, I just came back from South Africa. Every boat launches and lands on the beach. Yeah, in eight feet surf. Right. Every boat. Yeah. There are no inlets. There's no place. There's no boat ramp. You have a winch on the front of your truck. You drive it down on the trailer. You let it down. Your buddies drag it into the water. The water just you just wait until the surf picks it up. Yeah. Sure. You jump in and you wait on the surf and you get through. And then you come back. It's like a different world there, yeah. But, Every boat. But with here, like Very with our cool. sailfish tournaments, I've noticed the same thing. So, you know, years ago when I started the Sailfish Smackdown, everyone was saying on the forums and stuff, and I would read this stuff, obviously, you know. Sure. And everyone was saying, you know, <laughs> you oh. Maria read it to him. <laughs> of course. Yeah, my wife does a lot, so. Um, but she, I would read this stuff and. and Until it, she has the baby. It, you, you might be looking for some more help. There. <laughs> yeah. She's still going to do other things. Fred, I'll need your help later in the future, buddy. <laughs> but uh, but I was just seeing this stuff and people were saying, you know, oh, it, it, you know, the sport's not there yet. You know, we don't, we, we, how are we going to get two sailfish in a day on a kayak? You know, it's, it's, it hasn't been done. We can't do this. Well, you you know, wah, wah, wah. And I put it on and we had like 12 people for the very first one. Mm-hmm. And guys from Oklahoma, a landlocked state, won the Sailfish Smackdown here in Pompano Beach and it changed everything. Wow. Because for for those guys to do that and catch Sailfish and win it and sure. win the money, all those Florida guys that didn't yeah. enter, they were all, you know, they were they were right. just like, I got to do this now. I got to sure. I got to compete. Right. And uh And I, to me, I think it you feel better on the backside of that experience when you say, you know what? I put myself in a place where I had to get better or I I was competing against a high caliber of anglers. Exactly. And I 
kick their ass. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. That to me is, is a, there's no better feeling than that. It's the best. So, I mean, I absolutely. agree. And, and the competition level, you know, what I've seen as well is getting some of your guys that fish your events. They're mm-hmm. starting to come over and sure. fish the kayak events. They're jumping in a kayak. Right. And they're, they're catching solid, awesome fish. I mean, we had a 71 pound Wahoo weighed right. in in one right. of our summer tournaments. Right. It's, it's crazy. So to see the crossover, and I know guys that are fishing that are kayak fishermen right. that fish in boats and well, teams in your I mean, event. let's face it. Anybody who does this understands these we're all they're adrenaline junkies, you know, and they're looking we're looking for ways to feed that adrenaline and where, where can we take it to the next level? Yeah. And so it doesn't surprise me that some of these guys that may even be running around on quad engine center console boats just because of the fascination of getting out in a boat. Yeah. And having a fish drag you around that may not be much smaller than the boat you're fishing in. Right. That's an adrenaline rush. Of you course. know what I mean? Oh, of course. So, now, what about, um, are you still doing your, your Bahamas challenge over there? Because that was. So, so we did that for four years. Okay. And uh, after the third year, I said, you know, that's it. I don't want to, I don't want to, they wanted to get us on another three year contract. And uh-huh. I said, nah. And the thing about the Bahamas is. a ton is, of logistics to go through, right? Jamie, let me tell you something. That event aged me <coughs> probably by 10 years because, right. and I loved it. It was right. great. Uh, the, the best one. Yeah. The by competition far, was amazing. awesome. The party was great. Right. So good. But you, I mean, you, you got to think of it like this. We were literally taking were you doing a kayak. That out of, were you doing that out of Bimini? No, yeah. we were doing it out of uh, Port Lacaya. Uh-huh. Good place to party also. It, it was a great when place. Not, when you're not fishing. Yeah, sure. and the fishing was, was pretty good. But, you know, the thing was, logistically, for me, it was such uh, a nightmare. And we pulled it off. We did it oh, for I four get it. years. No, I, I compliment you on the fact that you figured out how to go through everything in terms of the customs piece and getting all these kayaks oh, on boats and getting people over what, there. That's the crazy part. Um, getting the kayaks there. It was yeah. so hard. It's not even yeah. getting there. It's getting them from the port to the beach <laughs> that's the, yeah that was, and br- literally the bringing them just all yeah. over and these kayaks you know they some of them weigh 100 pounds you right. know and Wait, all of them weigh over 100 yeah and we had to transport all of them and i mean listen it, we did it for four years but after that i was just like you know what let's just do listen, one home and and we're gonna stay here listen, so yeah i have people ask me all the time you know uh, how come you don't consider doing you know other tournaments further in the bahamas or internationally i'm like because we have enough great opportunity to run events right here in our backyard. Right. And, you know, they're they're challenging enough as it is on their own. Um, it's also, it, you do fine when you do them here. Right. You know, well, like, I, you can control fine. more of For sure. basically the, the logistical side of the event, I think, when you're operating well, here in an, an environment that you're accustomed to. You're home, to, you know, and, and that's the and thing. You get, to, you get relationships with the local city people and, the, you know, like our guys on the, on, on, on the beach – Every year after the tournament, the guy comes with his tractor. He's dragging kayaks up. Mm-hmm. You know, like oh, he's awesome from the year city. Year after year, they just those guys know our guys. So yeah, it's it's like, relationships. Yeah, yeah, it's really cool. And, and let me tell you something. Even from the Bahamas, like we we built relationships there that sure. will you know that'll last forever. We did a tournament in Texas oh, yeah. as well. So we, we actually get a lot of guys from uh, from Texas that come and they fish. And, and it's uh, got to be a hell of a paddle in Texas. Yeah, to get yeah. Out. <laughs> yeah. They have these weird. Yeah, they, they get well, those kings though. Yeah, and the go, cobias. Go, I think in Corpus, their closest rig is like four miles, three four miles. Yeah, so yeah, they paddle uh-huh. to the rigs and. It's a six-mile rig. And- but the evolution is crazy. Now, I mean, they, they've got to be looking pretty close at the weather, right? Because, oh, I mean, yeah. listen, oh, when you're three man. or four miles out, you ain't getting back fast if, if Mother Nature decides. Yeah. yeah. Here, you do. Here you do because usually right. you have an exactly. east wind pushing you back in yeah. anyway. So That's not- the most stressful part. 
of, yeah. of for me personally. I am stressing out like a week before that tournament, yeah. just looking every day at my phone. Then I get text messages from anglers, you know, like, oh, it <laughs> says it's blowing uh, 15 and it's like a week before. And I'm like, dude, never, just just wait. You're you talking know? to I'll Noah about the flood, man. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, know, crazy. I know all about it. Yeah. And you were telling me you had to deal with weather too recently. Yeah. I mean, obviously – if you do anything long enough outside, eventually, you know, of weather course. is going to be a factor. But yes, this this past year, um, for the first time ever in our sailfish series, um, ironically, not our summer series, which again, in these sailfish series, you're dealing with the majority of the boats that are, you know, 36 to feet up to 80 feet, Jeez, um, yeah. you know, fishing machines right. and, and a caliber of crew and fishermen that are the rougher, the better. The, yeah. the situation that we had there, there was a front coming down the state that was so intense. And the weather forecasting that was accompanying it from, from hail to like off the chart lightning, right. uh, sideways wind. It, I just knew that the, the risk that we were taking as far as, um, you know, the safety of our teams and, and, and the well-being of their boats was yeah. not worth taking when you could look at the weather the next day sure. and it was going to be potentially epic sail fishing conditions. Right. So that was the first first time ever in 20-some years of running events that I actually had to push push a day of fishing back. But And it's funny you say that because we had to do the same thing with our sailfish tournament. We mm-hmm. had to move it to another weekend right. for the first time because it was it was the worst, you know, we've ever seen. Last right. year was, and I, I think I told you this, and you know, we were talking about it. Last year was rough, you know, weather-wise. So I don't know if it was an El Nino thing, but hopefully this year we'll be we'll be ready to rock. So because we got yeah. the sailfish right right around the corner. And how many years have you been doing the your, your sailfish smackdown? Uh, five years, going on okay. five years. So gotcha. yeah, that one's still pretty new. The summer ones we've been doing for going on eight. What's um, the um, and what's the most releases you've ever had a team put up in the uh, the kayak side? So it's so we do like individuals. Mm-hmm. So it's it's. Uh, you know, like it's your just, own captain and your own. Yeah, mate. it's just one angler on, right. on the kayak. Of course, the most yeah. we had was actually a guy that fishes your events, uh, Benny Benny Sosa, and he released four in a day on the kayak. Wow. Yeah. No, three in or a day. Or three in a day, and then one he had a four. He had one the day because we do two days. It's still strong. That's yeah. So strong. four all together. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. So well, here's the thing: it's like, you know, Benny could probably release seven in a day, but he can only take eight or ten baits. Right. That's the thing with our tournament. Bait is right. So and there's no kiting. There's mm-hmm. a guy. They who, try. There's a couple of guys who can do it. It's not there yet. It's not consistent. Mm-hmm. It can't be really be consistent. The weather has to be perfect. Right. So you're taking a dozen baits if you're lucky. Mm-hmm. Four of them are gonna die. Mm-hmm. You know, Maybe <laughs> two barracudas. You know what I mean? It's like, right. dude. It's well, a to me, it's a it, weird struggle. Like when you don't have an unlimited amount of bait. Yeah. You got to play the whole game differently. It's like we had to change animal. rules, right. with the bait on the water. That's, well, why with, got, that's why I asked about the guy who was competing for you with the kayak. Because I'm like, dude, I mean, if you can weigh in 10 fish, he's, there's no way. Like, yeah. He's at I, a severe I think because he can't take He would bait. say he was there because he just wanted to he oh, wanted yeah. to run with the big dogs for sure. and his kayak. And a single like fish. Said, he's he an older a single guy. monster I think it was fish. more. You could win a Calcutta, a big yeah. fish or something like that. But you're at a, a disadvantage because of the limit. on. Um, I think it was more a bucket list thing for him than yeah, anything. Yeah. I think it's cool. It's, yeah, I hope he comes we back and we can it. get him yeah, back out again. But these kayaks in the sailfish tournament, it's got to be – it's got to be intense because you know we watch un you know unbelievable amounts of release video in our tournaments right. and you guys know how how acrobatic yeah. these things are how fast they are coming <laughs> out of the awesome. water literally we had uh, on video last yeah. season anglers fighting a sailfish 
Guy's getting ready to get the release. The sailfish j- jumped in the boat, completely in the boat. I'm like, well, he certainly made that leader touch pretty easy. Oh, and so I'm thinking to myself, if I'm in a kayak and you're literally sitting in the water and you know what these fish are capable of on any given second, it's got to be a little nerve wracking. Like, making sure that this it's fish so is not going to jump into yeah. me as I'm fighting him. Yeah. Well, there's also the added like scare. Like so, it happened to me in South Africa. Brett hooks up on a sailfish. No, someone a, a boat hooks up on a sailfish, and I'm with my buddy. We're probably 15, 20 yards from each other, but the sailfish is only like 20 yards in front of him doing this move, coming right at us. Oh, yeah. Dude. They'll, they'll, jump, they'll, so they'll, ju- they'll jump right in. They have yeah. no idea where they're going. They're sure. sword on their face just flopping around. Like right, yeah. Listen, they're in, they're in full hour. defense mode, man. Oh, you know? yeah. Oh, it's so, so, that's what's sketchy is when someone else hooks it and you're behind them. Yeah. And, it, and it's good doing its moves. And that's what's great about you know what, what we're doing with the Sailfish Tournament because we usually have out-of-towners win, which mm. is the crazy part. We had a guy from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania win it last year and then a guy from Jacksonville that came down and won it last wow. year. Wow. And so they're they're coming down that far just specifically for the just the for the sailfish tournament, correct? That's, yeah, that's crazy. And they're man. beating the locals. That's the crazy part. Wow. You know? And the, and the locals, we have some great <clears throat> local fishermen. I mean, like I said, guys that fish your right. events and guys that are just diehard kayak guys. So, what percentage of your of your teams would you say come from like out of Florida Half. to come? That many come yeah. from out of Florida. Out of yeah. Florida. And yeah. so um, just out of curiosity, what do you attribute or how are you drawing them from there? Is it our advertising? Where are they coming from? Yeah. Okay. I mean, we, uh, I, the, like I told you before, the thing that I, uh, when I started doing this was just uh, online advertising. I, mm-hmm. I'm just like relentless with it. I sure. just want to post, post, post. I'm right. creating new stuff all the time and just trying to think of different ways, new ways like this podcast, sure. for instance, to get more people involved uh, in the sport yeah. you know, itself. And that, and that was the thing was in the beginning was – you know, literally growing this thing from nothing. You know, it's it was it was nothing, mm-hmm. and then to kind of build it up to what it is today, it was it was crazy. And so the the average kayak tournament summer, so how many how many boats do you have? In we it? get about over a hundred for the wow. summer, and Very then for cool. the sailfish, we get if it's nice out, we'll get eighty to a hundred. Uh, <clears throat> the past couple of years, it's been more rough, so we'll get like sixty to eighty. Very subject to weather. Yeah, and, mo- and most of those will be from out of town because they're they're coming anyway. Mm-hmm. So because and I talk to Joe, to Joe about this all the time. It's like if you have a two-day tournament, it's you have to take Vacation. the same amount of t- time off work. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like if you're coming from Georgia, I mean, right. you're still going to have to take a week off sure. to, to do a one. So they're, they're more apt to do those multiple-day tournaments than mm-hmm. they are, the, you know, right. to come in for one day because it seems like, you know, you make a trip out of it. You bring the family. A lot of guys bring their family. Sure, yeah. No, it's a, um, it's a family thing. It's yeah. a family thing. And then well, – that's. Um, I mean, and that's great for the local businesses here, the city. Yeah. I mean, you, you're infusing a lot of dollars outside yeah. – from outside this market, the people that are coming in here and, and, yep. and spending their tourism dollars. So that's that's huge, man. I appreciate it. Very Thank cool. You. Yeah. Thank you. And with you, with your Selfish Series, like is that is that your – like what's what's – bigger to you like what do you like more what's your bigger passion is it or is it all the the, same the summer tournaments will always have a special place in my heart because that's where everything started from right um if you're asking me you know 20 some years later i think where i'm probably more passionate about Mm -hmm. competitive sail fishing it sounds like it yeah um i just there's to me the poetry of competitive sail fishing and the strategy that these guys apply and and the way that the leaderboard can literally change second by second yeah you know one minute you're in first place the next minute you're in tenth one minute you're you're out of it next thing you're one fish away from winning the whole thing right i mean it's just so exciting so 
I would say as far as the competitive experience, yeah. I would probably lean a little bit more towards the sailfish side. Right. Um, but they both, you know, bring something different to the table. I mean, the summer events are a lot of fun, great yeah. parties, great people, um, just great camaraderie. Um, and the sailfish tournaments, man, I mean, you know, we'll, we'll have, we have, we're going to have a team that potentially will, will go home in one of these three tournaments this season with a check north of a half a million dollars. We have, we have, we we have a, we have a, um, a jackpot right now that's, that's going to be approaching a $300,000 payout in January at Operation Sailfish, um, for a $1,000 buy-in. One winner. And so if you happen to win that, right. and chances are if you win that, you're going to do well in the tournament. Let's say you win the tournament. I mean, you're easily looking at a, a five six $600,000 take-home. Man. I Tell mean. Me that boat again, bro. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it would be really cool if somebody uh, did it in a kayak, man. Uh, yeah. <laughs> hey, I'm, uh, I'll be in. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, my God, man. That's just yeah, that, that money, you know. It's just uh, – did, yeah. did you ever picture that, like, when you first started, like – did you did you have a dream that it would be like this or um no I mean because I, I would say again everything was more built about the passion for it right. and then I think as like anything else over time as as you're building a business and you see where the best opportunities are and yeah. maybe where you should p- be positioning yourself based on what the market looks like you know our first sailfish tournament which we haven't changed to this day because I, I still very strongly believe you always need feeder events that can get you know the the average fisherman, you know, the people that may not have complete wide open checkbooks, but still right. are interested in being a part of it and learning more about it sure. to give them access. We fish um, Yeah. And so like our selfish challenge, which was the first selfish tournament we ever ran, it's the three inlet format. Mm-hmm. It used to be one day. Now it's two because of the series that it's a part of. Um, you know, that's, that's an $800 buy-in per team covers all your anglers. Right. And, you know, we got we're feeding them Blue Moon at Blue Moon Fish Company's restaurant. Yep. You know, they're getting killer shirts and an amazing crowd. You know, all kinds yeah. of entertainment. And they have a chance to go out and at least kind of get their get their feet wet a little bit to see what that experience is like. Um, so that over time, if they really get kind of hooked on it, I like that. Um, we've got these other higher level events where they can come out and, and bet big to win big. What was um, the big fish uh, prize in the last Selfish Challenge? So this the I think our top as far as last season was concerned, our we had Wees in the Keys won the first leg for about two hundred and ten thousand. Um I would say that was close to the high point you know, the high dollar earning team as far as a tournament is concerned. Right. No, I mean uh, the, the, like the actual there was a there was a prize for or a Calcutta for some for a big fish? Oh, well, I mean, we have we have meat fish Calcutta's in the sailfish tournaments. Is that what you're asking? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. yeah. Wasn't uh, that right? Um, they, they, they generally range anywhere from about fifteen to 20000 for the meat fish Calcutta's. Yeah, it was, this, a big, it was a big one. And you'll, but you'll see even some of these meat fish guys, like um, my buddy Bryce Statham, who owns Blue Moon. Yeah. He could care less, to be honest with you, about catching a sailfish. He talks, <laughs> he talks trash about him all the time because he right. likes he likes catching meat fish. That's his thing. Yeah, but he specifically fishes our sailfish tournaments because he knows all these other guys aren't targeting the, the meat fish. He slide right in there, yeah. and <laughs> he's probably cashed a half dozen times. Uh, you know, a fifteen twenty thousand dollar check. 
targeting in our sailfish tournaments just targeting the meatfish and that and that's what you were talking about like the anglers in your event you know it's almost like they're characters you know they they have different strategies and that's what makes it great yeah you know that that it just gets you fired it gets me fired up right you know because that it's and they're i mean they're they're super competitive Obviously, and as you know, there's a ton of ego that that runs around. And really, in tournaments, <laughs> ego, and, and and obviously, guys looking to who are very competitive to not get beat by the guy next to him that's just as competitive as he is, right? Um, because you're going to hear about it for the rest of, of the course. season or whatever the case may be. But setting that piece aside, you know, you would never know it outside of it when it comes to the parties and the festivities and and the friendships that occur um, and, and are made as a result of, of all the networking and the relationship building that goes around these events, team to team, sponsor to team. It's, um, and, and again, I hear more people say it that come from other places right. and experience tournament fishing here in Pompano to say how unique and special it is about the relationships that exist mm-hmm. between the fishermen and the teams and the camaraderie. Yeah, I agree. That. We hear that all the time. That, yeah. That's the biggest thing. I mean, I met almost all of my friends here in Florida from, from the extreme events and, sure. and, and your events, you know, like Lance and stuff. I mean, that's, it's a family, man. It's a big family, you know? No doubt. I mean, Lance is, he's been around as long as I can remember since yeah. we've been doing this. Yeah. Uh, even back to the early days when I used to compete against him in the Pompano Rodeo and, I mean, he's still around, you know. Oh, yeah. And and I think it's fantastic to see him doing it with his son. And, sure. I mean, obviously, they've made memories that will, will, last, will last forever. 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 You know? and, it's awesome. And, and that's, that's what it's all about, you know. 100%. Well, I mean, you know as well as I do, for every boat that cashes a big check in your tournament or mine, there's a hundred more that don't do that. Exactly. And so, you know, going back to the piece of running a real event that – you know, you have real experiences and people really, you know, there's more than just that check. Those are the things yeah, that yeah. are going to continue to bring or should continue to bring people back because it doesn't matter, in my opinion, whether you're fishing like our summer tournament and competing for, let's say you're competing for a few thousand bucks right. or you're competing for a few hundred thousand. If you're doing it for the money, it'll never, it will never last. Exactly. It'll never last. We did a whole podcast on that. I don't so. go for the money, dude. Yeah, well, I mean, it, it, you'll never win. Trust me, the money is great when you have those moments in the spotlight, uh, right? But there's going to be plenty of other times, right? Because of the competitive nature of these events, mm-hmm. where it's not there, but you still have to be able to enjoy the event in spite of that. Yeah. Otherwise, you just you won't last. Exactly. Yeah. Um, you're I've absolutely chosen, right. I've chosen to take the Buddhist route, you know. <laughs> yeah, he's like a big buddies. monk out there. He's just I'm there out for there. My friends, you know. <laughs> Try not to hurt the fish. Try not to make any money. So now, <laughs> so so you compete in the kayak events as well. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Any? I got third ones, and I got and I won in Calcutta. Oh, I, I know. Um, talking about That's guys that cross over. Um, Slob City, Carl Torreson. Oh, Carl. Oh, Carl. Throw him out. Of, oh. Oh, it's yeah. his thing on, <laughs> on social media, right? Yeah, he uh, won one of our. He's uh, had some some big moments yeah, with you, man. Guys, right? He's actually won uh, two tournaments from us. Hey, he he would probably laugh about this if if if, if and when he sees this. Oh, he'll um, see it. He's had all he's had all the luck in your tournaments, yeah. and none of it in mine. I mean, <laughs> he says I, that. I think every time I turn around, he's he's had an engine trouble problem. <laughs> he's had a boat issue. A, he's had a dolphin yeah, eat his king. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> The guy's got a lot of bad luck stories, so oh. I'm waiting for that day where I get to hand him a big 
really big fat check because yeah, he's cool. he, he he will have earned it. Yeah. Well, you know, you got to tell him. You got to say, Carl. You got to wear. He wears like this scales. Uh, like tight shirt. He likes to wear the tight ones. Yeah, that's the, and there's this one particular <laughs> shirt that he always wears in my tournaments. Got scales on it, and I don't think he wears it in your events. So if you see him, you gotta be like Carl. Joe said, "Put the scale shirt on, right. and you might have a shot." Right, right. And he'll say, "Oh my God, I'm there gonna do go. that." That's what he'll do. <laughs> so with uh, with your events, where do you see it going? You know, in the future. You know, I I have that asked of me a lot, and. Um, I think my mindset is really it's it's quality it's not quantity. Right. Um I mean we've we've grown f- over the years from 3 to as many 8 events and and now back to 6. And like in the case of my sailfish events and and my summer events, I still see so many opportunities to grow those properties that we have and right. to build upon them that you know I would say that that's um that that's probably still a big part of my focus is yeah. taking these you know these properties that we have and figuring out for the benefit of the anglers and our sponsors how we can continue to elevate that experience for them. If something comes along the way where we see an opportunity that makes great sense, yeah. perfect. But I'm also a point in my time in my life and my career where I value my time a lot. Right. You know, my kids are getting older. Sure. I've got only a few years left with them before they're out the door and in college. Yeah. And so you start you start to think about things a little bit differently about, you know, what's most important? Is it, is it really the money or is it the time or, you know, and what are you going to gain by trying to, you know, do five more events if that was really the case? Right. And so, you know, I've, I've I've taken a step back with some of that stuff, and I'm really happy about where we're at right now cool. with 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 the you know the volume of events that we have and what we're doing. But yeah, because that's um, where we're, we're we're right now, kind of juggling uh, with the sailfish, you know. Because last year we mm-hmm. we took a risk and we said, you know, we'll make it a series, you know, and do two of them. But it's actually four days. Mm-hmm. But in the kayaks, it's it's so it's such a risk, you know. Right. So this year we were thinking of scaling it back, keeping it with the one mm-hmm. sailfish tournament, keep doing what we're doing in the summer, like mm-hmm. we always do and like you said you know have it quality you know instead of putting on all these events just keep them have you guys ever considered considered anything on like inshore on the other side yeah we've been talking about that as well yeah so i'm more like a well we're thinking more actually more like freshwater Mm -hmm. maybe like exotics for peacocks or something just a whole different element it'll be owned by extreme sure but a whole different uh with the same structure you know okay but i don't know we'll see we're 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 talking about a lot of stuff you know with some sponsors and stuff but sure i don't know i mean i kind of like it where we're at now like keep it keep it quality you know like we're good at what we do now and just keep growing that's the thing you know i mean i I think and sometimes you you can you can compromise that sure by trying to be everything to everybody yeah, you're tr- yeah. rather than focusing on you know what you're really best at and or not losing sight of what got you where you are you right. know what i mean and, right and uh i think uh that's kind of my mindset with with our events and what we do and i mean if we see an opportunity that makes a whole heck of a lot of sense right. you always got to look at that right of course you never squander an opportunity um, yeah and um but at the same token making sure that it's it's not going to come at the expense of of other things that you're doing that are established and proven and exactly that kind of stuff yeah. so that's kind of where the bahamas came in you know we didn't want that affecting if anything like everything went good you know but it mm-hmm. just got to a point where it's like it's so risky that if something does go wrong i don't want it affecting mm-hmm. the events back home right you know because that that's that's my baby you know yeah. and and um i mean i, I 
technology, I will say, is changing so much these days. And you look at what these guys are able to do on the water now, you know, going live on Facebook while they're right. fishing. And, you know, particularly like with our sailfish tournaments where, um, you know, we have um, – I'm not sure if you guys dabble in the live scoring is, or not. But we have these live scoring components where, you know, literally you could be sitting in your home in the middle of Kansas – and watching real time what's happening on the water with these teams as the releases are happening. And I think it, 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 it's the closest thing to being a part of the event without actually fishing the event. Right. Um, and you know, I'll be interested to see as technology continues to progress. I mean, I think it would be so amazing if we could almost, you could almost film these events live, watch it, you know, from a digital experience where these guys are competing, whether it's meat fishing or sail fishing, and you could bring some of that experience right Right to your home. Right. Because you know, as well as I do, you know, may not work as well in the Gulf where they're 50, 60 miles off, but these guys are, they're a mile or two miles from Mm -hmm. land. That's it. I mean, they're close to towers. They're close to cellular, you know, communication. Yeah. Yeah, So uh, that to me, I think, has a you know a lot of future potential. potential for our sport. I don't claim to be any tech guru kind of a guy. I'm yeah. more of just a kind of a vision creative guy. Yeah. Um, but I, I see that as being a great opportunity for our sport if um, you know the people that are smarter than I am in that in that realm can figure out how to harness the technology a little bit. And I know I know you refer to yourself as a tech geek. You got, from time you got, to time, you got my so. brain uh, kind of yeah, yeah. running right now. Uh, you know, uh, we're gonna run up. Yeah, yeah. So. But listen, Jamie, let's, we appreciate everything, and uh, I appreciate you coming on the show, man. And uh, I, I'm 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 grateful to be here. So thank you as well. Yeah, and it's uh, I learned a lot from you, even though you know we haven't met that much, but hopefully. Um, you know, we can meet a lot more, and I can pick your yeah, brain. And you got, you know, how to find me, and vice versa. So let's let's figure out how to do some crossover stuff together. And I meant what I said. You want to throw something out there for your guys? I think that'd you know, be awesome. Top team in, in in one or more of the kayak tournaments that wants to come play with us in the summer events. So I'm cool. I'm 100 percent do down for that. You know? Yeah, that'd be great, man. So that'd be awesome. Thanks, Jamie, man. Yeah. Pleasure. I appreciate yeah. it. All right, guys. You're cool, the man. Hey, thank you. Yep. Thank you. Thank and you. We're out of here. Oh.